Chad Harmon, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Dr. Leeds. I appreciate you having me. It's an honor and pleasure to be here. Thank you. So you, you're the uh, CEO of the company Psychoceutical? Yes, sir. So uh, yeah, tell, tell us a little bit about what you, what you do there. Sure. We're a bioscience company really focused on mental health uh, treatments, uh, utilizing psychedelic medicines as our, as our lead compounds. And, uh, you know, with the, with the revolution that's happening with psychedelics, what we found is uh, the, the primary issues that we're seeing, Dr. Leeds, is, is really centered around dosage control uh, for psychedelics. Obviously, they're very profound. A lot of great clinical results have shown for the past several decades, but, you know, more precision targeted dosing control is what's needed uh, for the industry. Uh, as you know, uh, there's a lot of profound effects from psychedelics. Um, psychogenic effects, hallucinations, nausea, vomiting. So there's many profound effects in terms of its therapeutic use. Uh, but, you know, in terms of the side effects, they, they, they can be, um, you know, not well tolerated for patients. So we've, we have uh, specific technologies that address those, those very issues. And so we look forward to bringing those uh, through the FDA clinical trial pathway. Oh, wow. Well, wow. and when you say psychedelics, is that, um, you know, I mean, they're all, they're all a little bit different, you know, everything from LSD to psilocybin, MDMA, um, what are the other ones, ayahuasca, ibogaine, ketamine, like, like each one has like its own unique properties and, and, and maybe like different ones are, are useful for different conditions or are better for one condition than another. Uh, which ones are you primarily working with? Yeah, I mean, we're really focused on uh, ketamine as our first uh, drug, taking it through the clinical trial pathway. Uh, we chose ketamine because it is, you know, very profound uh, in terms of its uh, utility and use um, when it comes to PTSD, depression, anxiety, and it's a Schedule Three drug. So we know it's well to well tolerated. And a cool fact is, you know, one of our technologies, uh, Janus Particle. Uh, it's licensed from the University of Michigan, and that's where they first synthesized ketamine. So it's kind of a cool oh. full circle there. And so what we found, Dr. Leeds, is, is our, our one of our other technologies, NeuroDirect. Uh, it, uh, it has very profound effects to alleviate a lot of the side effects that we just discussed. And so because Schedule 3 uh, drug, uh, you can be, it can be used in a clinical setting, uh, it's a faster path through the clinical trial pathway versus going to MDMA, psilocybin, uh, LSD, you know, all the other psychedelic compounds. So, you know, for us and our investors, it was a huge target going after PTSD using NeuroDirect for ketamine. Um, but it also represented a, a, you know, again, a means to uh, move forward in, in a very expedient uh, format using uh, ketamine. Uh, but we certainly look forward to uh, looking at uh, the other uh, molecules, uh, specifically MDMA is another uh, compound we're interested in, psilocybin, and then um, uh, some some others to treat uh, addiction disorders. Okay, and um, so ketamine um, it doesn't work in like I don't think you can take a ketamine pill that it, you know I don't think it can be absorbed significantly through the gastrointestinal tract. So you know you have like these ketamine clinics doing intramuscular and IV. Uh, ketamine treatments. Um, what 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 are you guys using to to get ketamine into the system in, in a you know accurate way? 
Sure, that's that's a great point, and and let's let's do a little contrast. So, existing treatment, as you mentioned, is IVIM. Uh, there is a Spravato, right? Uh, Jensen Pharmaceuticals has an intranasal drug that they've developed, right? All those are administered in a clinical setting, uh, and it's very expensive, right? You've got the you know not only the doctor costs there, uh, the drug itself, uh, and then you also have all the the monitoring uh, as you go through the experience. Right and patients uh, in in the traditional oral uh, or systemic administration of those compounds you just mentioned, uh, you know, comes with you know psychogenic effects, oftentimes GI irritability. So you know, oftentimes you'll have to deliver like um, Zofran, for instance, to as an anti-nausea medication, uh, and then you're going to have to monitor the vital signs, blood pressure, uh, and again, uh, on the back end, there's some severe lethargy. And then, you know, patients have to be, you know, oftentimes driven to and from those appointments. So it's a very cumbersome way of administering uh, ketamine, obviously very, very profound effects from that, uh, but it, it's a very um, expensive cost of care model. And so what, what we're going to be doing is we have a, a topical administration of ketamine, which it's new. And so what we're doing is a, a completely... Uh, instead of using a systemic uh, format of delivery, we're using what's considered a non-systemic, meaning it's not going into the bloodstream. We're not going through the, the circulatory system and having issues with GI system or profound psychogenic effects. And so with the NeuroDirect technology, it was invented and created by uh, Dr. Ronald Ongden, and he is a neuropsychiatrist and neurologist at Sarasota, Florida. And he's been a part of... Uh, Better part of uh, 50, 50 clinical trials, uh, well over 30 of them have, have gone on to FDA approval. And so uh, in his practice, what he was looking for, Dr. Leeds, is, is the ability to bypass a lot of the systemic side effects of traditional neurological medications. And so what he found was that if he placed a neuroaffective compound in a topical cream format at the back of the neck at the hairline and only that spot on the body, he found profound effects. And so meaning that uh, if he, in, in his first drug that he brought to market or brought to market, but he patented uh, was for sumatriptan for severe migraines. And what he found is in the oral um, uh, setting, uh, they would uh, dose in an oral and if, administration, and if they didn't catch it immediately, there was a lot of uh, uh, symptomology remaining. So it often took 35 to 45 minutes, and those patients often just didn't see the relief that they were looking for. So uh, with the NeuroDirect uh, delivery platform, they're able to dose immediately, get effects, and almost complete remission of symptomology within several minutes. So now take that same administration you take it into the uh, IV or you take it into ketamine and with a topical administration within several minutes, and he's been in, he's been dosing patients um, with the NeuroDirect ketamine in off-label format for the better part of a year and a half. And it was actually just quoted um, this month in Drug Delivery Magazine. Uh, it was a peer-reviewed approved article that showed him taking 100 patients and they uh, he did an observational study and, and there was quantitative measurable results that showed uh, that 80% of the patients with severe PTSD, treatment-resistant depression, 
uh, patients that that really didn't have any uh, treatment model whatsoever, any relief, and 80% of those those patients responded favorably. And so for us, that's a huge, huge uh, benefit. And to patients, uh, it's a new way of, of delivering neuroeffective compounds safely and effectively and getting them the re relief without all the other side effects. Matter, matter of fact, what we've what we've heard from many doctors around the country, uh, clinicians, our, our medical uh, medical advisory board member, uh, Dr. Julian Bales, uh, who runs ten uh, hospital and clinics there in Chicago, uh, said during you know during the the pandemic that more and more that we've got uh, physician and nurse um, uh, burnout. We have patients coming in uh, that are seeing you know weeks if not months before they can see. Uh, therapist. And so we've got this rise of ep epidemic proportions of patients that need relief from these severe anxiety, panic and disorders and this disruption. And he and many others say, hey, if we can go in and deliver this topical administration ketamine, uh, start to uh, have a dramatic reduction in overall symptomology, and then start to triage and treat these patients in a in a, in a remarkable manner. This is this is this is going this is going to be uh, very profound for the entire industry. So uh, again, we're not going in systemically. There's no patch. We're not going to the bloodstream. So this is a completely new route of administration that we look to have uh, as a breakthrough um, uh, delivery technology. Okay. Um I was thinking with uh, topical creams, you know, like when I saw ketamine cream, there there was a years ago, there was a, a company that um, I, and I, don't, I think it was like a local uh, a compound pharmacy, but they they created a product. And um, the interesting thing was that their marketing was like, you know, to make them kind of look like a pharmaceutical company. And, you know, they had a, a guy that came in that he was like a drug rep and he brought samples of it in. And I think going back a little further, maybe 15 years ago, plus or minus a little, um, I remember compound pharmacists getting really excited telling me, you know, we have this new delivery system that gets uh, medications across the uh, the skin and it was liposomal something or other, whatever this stuff is. And, and suddenly there was this explosion of pain creams you know we were getting like these flyers like all the time nonstop from pharmacies saying here's a pain cream with this stuff and this stuff and almost anything you think of that might help with pain there was like an anesthetic an anti-inflammatory a muscle relaxer just a blend of stuff um and this one the one ketamine one i was talking about they had a list of stuff also but they were putting like 25 percent ketamine which was like a lot for those kind of creams and wow. yeah th then later i found out like the the proper dosing probably should be starting at five you know, maybe two to 5%, and then maybe 10% at the upper limit, 15%. But, but yeah, so, but these creams, they were intended to go like wherever you have pain, you know, like if you have pain in your, your leg, you put it on your leg. If you have pain in your lower back, you rub it in your lower back. And, um, uh, you know, and there's some doctors that were really excited about that. Uh, so is, is this not the same thing as those kind of muscle pain creams, you know, and, and those kind of things, is this a different kind of a delivery system? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it certainly can handle, um, you know, pain. Uh, but what, what, and I think what, what we have is specific to the location and where it's administered. Yeah. So we have a, a method of use patent that uh, precludes or prevents individuals from applying any, any compound at the back of the neck of their hairline, uh, basically that C3, uh, C4 area. Uh, so that if anybody uh, markets or sells, uh, that specific area on a, on a drug label or, you know, tells an individual to 
you know, apply it there at that region, then uh, that uh, infringes on our patent. Yeah. So in, from, from the standpoint of looking at uh, pain, it, we certainly see a lot of, uh, of symptomology um, that um, we're able to handle as part of, you know, our technology. Uh, but again, uh, what we're going after is PTSD, which, you know, you know, yeah. some of the com comorbidities are often pain, uh, sleeplessness. I mean, uh, you know, there's a, there was a whole host of other um, indications that go along with PTSD. So uh, for us, what we, what we know and what we've uh, documented is that when they place at the back of the neck of their hairline, uh, those that have, you know, severe anxiety, PT, um, severe anxiety, panic disorder, um, you know, they're, they're getting immediate uh, results within minutes. So, you know, more of the mental health disorders. Um, we are looking at uh, uh, CRIPS um, as another indication to go after. And we've yeah. seen, uh, we've seen 25 patients have uh, immediate response uh, to, to the, uh, the administration. Yeah. And, and I should point out, you know, I mean, just you know, there's compound pharmacies that do all kinds of crazy things, you know, with, with what they have. And uh, that doesn't necessarily make it a good idea. You know, like, like you had mentioned, um, Spravato, the nasal spray that has a, the, the S-ketamine isomer in it. And, and, and it's very strict. I looked it up to see, like, could I administer this at my office? And I mean, they, you know, you have to like register the pharmacy, the doctor, the, um, the patient, you know, it's, it's a very um, thorough system to make sure that everybody is safe. And, and then there's a, um, compound pharmacy is like oh yeah we'll make a nasal spray like oh okay well hopefully everything goes okay with that because you know fda approval does mean something and the other thing is insurance you know insurance typically doesn't want to pay for off-label things yeah. um so that's that's another benefit but but yeah i mean i i think you know when it comes to to safety you know there are people that do definitely want to stay on the path of like i'm only going to do what's been approved by the government for this particular use um you know, like, like it's a scary thing when you find out these doctors doing epidural injections that none of that is, I, I don't think any of those are FDA approved. You know, it's like, what are you even shooting into me? Where do you get it from? Did it come right. from a compound pharmacy, a, a real pharmaceutical company? So there, there's something to be said about, uh, you know, things being done through the appro appropriate pathway. So, yep. Yeah. And, and, and what I would say to, to that as well is, you know, more than now than ever, especially when we consider the mental health space and the epidemic proportions that we're, we're at today, uh, you know, more more so than ever, and the statistics are out there that show, you know, more than, you know, 60, I think 60% is where we're at, based on some studies, that uh, our, our frontline doctors, like our, you know, general physicians, nurse practitioners, physician assistants are are, are prescribing, you know, these, these frontline uh, uh, medications, SSRIs, and again, we know that uh, uh, stats tell us that 30% uh, of the respondents actually have, you know, some type of uh, relief from these. And, and again, it takes six weeks. So um, so what we wanted to create, Dr. Leeds, is something that handles a, a big issue and need and challenge, not only for patients, but also for, for you know, our frontline doctors and therapists to, to give these patients immediate relief. I mean, suicidal ideation, is is on the rise as well, and so we're seeing you know just people suffering left and right, and we need to provide those tools you know for our frontline doctors. And this is something that again you're not having to register in a clinical setting or with pharmacy. This is something that that these frontline doctors can 
can uh, write the script and these patients can get uh, you know immediate relief. So that's what we're, we're very, very excited about and differentiated from everybody else in the industry, right? Yeah. So that, that's, that's awesome. That's a huge thing. I mean, cause it, you know, like I said, when I looked up how, how can I give a patient's bravado that it was just, there's no way I'm going to go through all that. And um, so then mm-hmm. the next step is like, do I want to send the patient to a, a ketamine clinic? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't really know the, the, the clinics around here that, you know, they're popping up everywhere and, you know, and, and it's a little bit scary saying, okay, go get an IV at this uh, clinic. Um, so you're saying that this is something that um, would, would a doctor order it or would they, they would write a prescription and they go to a pharmacy and pick it up and do they bring it back to the doctor to get it administered? Do they do it at home? I mean, how, how does it work? Like, uh, like if a primary care doctor wants to get involved with this? That's a great question. Uh, so the, the, yes, they would write a, a script, the patient would pick it up. And this is the great news. Again, it doesn't have to be administered in a clinical setting. Um, you, you don't have to have a therapist present for any of that. Uh, so, you know, patients would be able to dose on, you know, on the job at home. Um, we've, you know, Dr. Ongden has even had patients, you know, that have se- severe anxiety or panic attacks when they get into, um, you know, crowded spaces or they're on the freeway and there's a ton of traffic and they're stopped. Uh, patients being able to apply that cream, you know, within minutes, uh, several minutes, and they're getting relief. They're they're really able to 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 calm the nervous system. Uh, and for many of these patients, they're saying, "I'm able to actually gather and collect my thoughts and have this moment of clarity that I have not had in in years or even sometimes decades." That relief it was just been so profound. It's been a very emotional. Um, it's been very emotional for Dr. Ongden to see that with his patients, have that, that relief within minutes of administering. Uh, so, you know, again, this is something that will change, you know, how we can administer that. And again, we're not waiting six weeks with tra- traditional SSRIs to take hold to see if it's going to work or not. And as you know, Dr. Leeds, um, many of these SSRIs are administered and then oftentimes um, they'll start to lose their effectiveness over time. And then you've got to switch them to something you know, completely different here. So what we hope and anticipate through the clinical trials is these patients are, are getting relief um, and then they can taper off. And it's really as an as needed uh, basis that they'd be able to use you know, this medication. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something that people are becoming very much aware of that, you know, based on new reports and studies and um, discussion of it, that the SSRIs are not and, and and a lot of the antidepressants, a lot of these things are not what we thought they were. They're they're minimally effective. They have a lot of side effects. They're they're probably not safe for long term use. Um, they they need to be tapered off very carefully. And and the the companies that make them didn't really give anybody any instructions on how to do that. Um, so so there's just a lot of negatives. And uh, and and ketamine um, has you know when you look at the package insert, you know the product information from the FDA of all the things to look out for. It's a very short document. You know, when you look at it, you know, I, th- I forgot what the brand is. There's like a brand of ketamine. I think Kevlar, you know, you look at that, that product information, you're like, well, where's the rest of it? You know, it's like very short. There's like not a lot there. And you look at any SSRI and it's like page after page of adverse effects and side effects and, um, you know, black box warnings. Um, I think, I think Spravato may have some black box warnings, but, but that's a different kind of ketamine. That's S-ketamine. But yeah, the, the old traditional ketamine, there's just very little there to, to worry about relatively. Yeah. And one other thing I do want to uh, you know, comment on too, just when we look at uh, ketamine, we look at um, uh, just psychedelics in, in general, um, you know, we're, we're going to carve out a, 
a substantial patient population as well, right? We've got adolescents now more than ever. I mean, case in point, right? Recent news is the Nashville shooting, right? We had a teenager, teen, uh, 28 year old go in and, and start shooting up. We've seen teenagers with the Uvalde um, uh, situation last year with the shootings. Uh, we've seen more and more suicide suicides happen more in adolescents, more more so than ever coming out of you know post post pandemic. And then we've got you know, you know as we think about the patient population for psychedelics, we've got uh, the senior population, and then we have those that are opposed to having a psychogenic effect, and then we have those individuals that just will not qualify due to you know medical conditions. So with with our mode and in, in our delivery. Uh, you know, we open it up to all those various um, the populations, right? There's no psychogenic effects. So adolescents are going to be able to, you know, uh, potentially get the relief they need with with our solution, Senior. And again, uh, we're going through phase one uh, and phase two trials here um, shortly in, in Australia. And so what we hope to see and what Dr. Ognes has seen is that there's no, uh, you know, no, uh, what we've, what he has seen in the office is an actual um, a reversal uh, with ketamine, there's a spike in blood pressure that occurs. So cardiotoxic effects could, can take hold and is one of the, the side effects. Well, what he has seen is actually because it's so anti-anxiety, um, ketamine, we've seen a reversal in the topical administration to see uh, that it starts to normalize blood pressure levels. So, you know, now we're starting to really encompass, you know, everybody in that, in that patient population. So we're not, you know, hopefully and have the, the ability to, to uh, be able to dose uh, anybody and everybody, right? Oh, okay. And I, I want to go back to something you mentioned. If someone is having a lot of anxiety because they're stuff, stuck in a traffic jam, you know, if you go to a ketamine clinic, they tell you, don't you can't drive. You need someone to pick you up at the clinic and drive you home in 24 hours, no driving. So there's no restriction with, with, with this. No, no, not, not, what, uh, not with what Dr. Ongden has seen. And well, again, uh, we have not seen any systemic absorption. So uh, by, by what we've gathered and or what he has gathered and collected, um, it can be taken anytime, anywhere without any side effects. Again, here's the good news is, you know, many of these patients are on, you know, multitude of drugs, whether it be SSRIs or uh, benzos. And so uh, there's, there seems to be no uh, no drug interactions whatsoever. So, you know, patients can, can start to really wean off those other drugs, as you know, uh, you know, it can be very um, de detrimental, you know, weaning off some of these SSRIs and can create a lot of um, issues. And so what Dr. Ogden has seen is some, you know, many of his worst case patients, they're on several drugs, they're able to wean off a majority, if not all of them, and just remain on uh, the neurodrachetamine. Okay. Is this something that um, we'll be able to get like in, like, for example, at Walgreens? Yes, that, that, that's, that's what we're, that's what we're going through that process with the FDA. Yes. Okay. So it's not like a specialty pharmacy. It's like pretty much your, your neighborhood corner pharmacy, whether yeah. it's one of the big chains or, or um, independent, like it's uh okay. And, and what, what is the manufacturing like with, with this? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, how, how that works. But I, you know, I know like, you know, people, you know, like, like when you go into, like I, I said, one of these compound pharmacies, you know, at the best, you know, they may have like a little lab behind a glass window and, you know, there's a guy mixing stuff up and you hope he's having a good day and whatever. But uh, that's, you, you guys are like, are like kind of probably equivalent to like a, 
you know, a real pharmaceutical company, you know, like we have like these companies and I know there's one in Florida, like IVAX or something in, in Miami that they make like a whole bunch of generic drugs and whatever. But, uh, but that's a whole different thing compared to like a little pharmacy making stuff. Yeah. I mean, it'll really go to a CDMO. I mean, uh, it'll go to, you know, much, much similar to, uh, you know, a large pharma company like, you know, Lilly Johnson and Johnson. Um, so it'll go to, you know, an FDA uh, CDMO uh, where they will uh, make sure that it, it's following strict guidelines in terms of, uh, you know, making sure the product is safe, uh, shelf stability, that it is uh, consistent in terms of overall quality. Uh, it is going to be in a FDA approved metered dose bottle. So every pump will have the, the, the same uh, milligram dosage for each pump. So all of that will, you know, meet FDA uh, standards. And to your point, it's not going to go to a specialty pharmacist, you know, going into their little lab and, oh, well, you know, I've got a tolerance of 15%. Oh, if I'm off a little bit, we're okay. No, this is going to be, you know, to, you know, strict pharma guidelines, um, you know, from a manufacturing standpoint. Okay, great, great question. Yeah. Yeah. When you mentioned uh, the pump, that that's a really popular way to get, uh, testosterone. I have some patients that use those testosterone cream pumps and, um, you know, they have the little packet ones that are, that are hard to deal with. And then they have, um, the injectable that nobody wants to do, but I, I have several patients that just love the, uh, the pump, you know, it gives you that exact meter dose and, uh, you know, they put it on whatever area they're supposed to put it on. So, um, yeah, it's really, it's really a great way to administer a, a topical medication. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, for, for us too, in, in, and for your audience as well is, you know, kind of going beyond even, you know, just the general, you know, doctor situation. I think I'm, I touched on it a little bit, but, you know, where I think we're going to be uh, very uh, remarkable and in terms of its uses moving forward too is, is again, going into emergency rooms or urgent cares. Uh, we even envision some of our first responders, right? So more of our uh, EMS, uh, our um, uh, firefighters and, and our, uh, you know, uh, police force, you know, being able to provide this as a potential tool uh, while, uh, you know, individuals would be in a hysterical mode and, and trying to triage patients in that manner is very, very difficult, as you know. So we envision this, you know, even going beyond just a normal, you know, doctor setting to now encompass, you know, more of frontline, all right, we've got an you know, immediate patient in, in a hysterical mode. Let's, 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 let's calm the autonomic nervous system down. Let's be able to triage this patient. So, uh, so I think that's going to be certainly something very, very different again than anything else that we have uh, treating, you know, severe, you know, panic attack, anxiety disorders, you know, that fight or flight mode. Yeah, that's, that's really great. Cause there's a not, uh, not a lot of good stuff out there. Like we talked about the SSRIs and now we know as of just a few years ago, you know, the, the benzodiazepines are, are toxic. You know, they're definitely not for anything more than just very short-term use. And when you give someone with anxiety uh, benzodiazepine like, like Xanax, Clonopin, Ativan, they, they get used to it really quickly. They're like, wow, this is great. Keep giving me more. And then they get stuck on it and they get really bad toxic brain effects. It's hard to get off of. Um, so we, we would rather not start people on it, on them in the first place. And, but there's not a lot of good alternatives. There's antihistamines and, um, you know, there, there's a, a couple of things that just don't work very well, uh, or they're also not very safe, but, um, I mean, it sounds incredible. You've taken something that we already know is, is safe and effective and proven for decades and put it into a, a packaging and a way of administering it 
Um, I mean, another thing that, that comes to mind is, you know, a lot of people talk about microdosing with the psychedelics, although none of them are really, really legal. Like, But I, I hear people talking about, well, microdosing with psilocybin, taking below the amount that would have any kind of um, noticeable effect, but they still feel like there's some benefit from it. Um, you know, and then you hear about Hollywood people and, you know, uh, celebrities take microdosing LSD and taking uh, something far below what they would get a, a psychedelic effect from. Um, so it seems like you're actually bringing some of those benefits to the market. Like, you, you know, you may be the first one out there, you know, there's companies talking about like someday when psilocybin is legal, you know, we'll, we'll have a, a thing for it. But um, you're already on the path. Like how, how soon can we expect to see this? Yeah, so we're, we're going through phase one and phase two trials in Australia, as mentioned earlier. Uh, so that'll phase one is uh, commencing May 1st. And then in Q3, early Q4, we're starting uh, phase two. And so uh, what we expect is, is that'll take about a year. And then uh, in, in parallel, we'll be working on our phase three. Uh, so uh, 2025. Uh, time frame. So it depends on obviously the results of phase two, where, where we land there. Uh, but uh, given the remarkable results in, in 80%, which is far above what we would consider uh, acceptable by the FDA standards, we feel like this would be, you know, certainly, certainly we can fast track uh, with the, with the FDA because of, of uh, reducing or alleviating all the side effects uh, and showing it, you know, increased uh, safety profile. So, uh, what our what our FDA uh, regulatory consultants have said, hey, we can apply for that fast track. And so, sometime in you know 2026, 2027. Again, these are all estimates and based off of you know some of the experts uh, that we have in our corner. So, again, we're going to put as much pressure as we can. We know that uh, the the patient population needs us. Our frontline doctors need it uh, more than more so than ever. Uh, so we feel like we have something, you know, that's very valuable. And again, the VA, VA we're, you know, one of our, um, one of our patent holders uh, is a former uh, Navy SEAL. Uh, he is, you know, very tied in with the VA. We've got a lot of uh, uh, political uh, ties at Congress and, um, you know, with our four-star generals. And so we're going to put as much political pressure as we can uh, because of the safety profile that we're bringing to the table, because there's a lot of anecdotal evidence to support it. And certainly once we have the phase two, uh, so we, we're, we're going to press on every single lever we can to get this uh, in consumers' hands as fast as we can. That's great. Yeah, I'm sure people people who are going to be listening to this podcast are probably going to think, I wish this was already out there. <laughs> I wish yeah. my doctor could write the prescription. And um, yeah, we'll be looking online at your website for the, the little discount card, you know, like the trial uh, one that we can start out with and everything. Um, but that, yeah, it's exciting to, to see like a, a real product coming to market, you know, that that's filling this, this void, you know, there's really nothing like it out there. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, okay. Uh, Chad Harmon, thank, thank you for joining me. And we're really excited about, uh, hearing what, what happens next with, uh, psychoceutical and, uh, oh, oh, sorry. What, what's the name of the product? Is, is there a name for it yet? Yeah, it'll be NeuroDirect uh, Ketamine uh, is what we're calling it now. Uh, obviously, once we get to phase three, we'll, we'll call it something different, right? A more uh, pharma type name. Yeah. Uh, so the, I'll, I'll let the marketing experts uh, <laughs> figure that out. Okay, great. Great. Okay, thank you. Thank you again for joining me. Yeah, it's an honor and pleasure and I uh, appreciate you.